The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Mark. The Spirit drove Jesus out into the desert, and he remained in the desert for 40 days, tempted by Satan. He was among wild beasts, and the angels ministered to him. After John had been arrested, Jesus came to Galilee proclaiming the gospel of God. This is the time of fulfillment. The kingdom of God is at hand. Repent and believe in the gospel. The gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. The Spirit drove Jesus into the desert. Wow, that's a harsh line. The Spirit drove Jesus into the desert. I did some digging. As far as I can tell, there's no place in the Gospels other than this one moment when the Holy Spirit drives Jesus anywhere. And look where the Spirit drove him to the desert. You kind of imagine Jesus saying, hey, what the heck, Holy Spirit? What? Why are you taking me to the desert? No one in Jesus' day, no one in our day would spontaneously choose to just wander off into a desert for 40 days. So why on earth would the Spirit drive Jesus into the desert? Whatever the reason, this was an important moment. But Because before the desert, Jesus did nothing as a Messiah. No preaching. No healing, no disciples, nothing. Before the, Jesus, before the desert, Jesus was an anonymous son of a craftsman. After the desert, he exploded into action. He came right out of the desert and, and he gathered disciples. He drove out a demon. He proclaimed the gospel, healed Peter's mother-in-law, and then healed a whole town full of sick people, all within 24 hours. You could rightly argue that Jesus did not become our Messiah until after he had gone through that desert. So what the heck? Why? Why is the desert so important? Why did he have to go through this desert? Well, we can speculate, we can hypothesize, and let me give you my own hypothesis, which you can reject readily, since it's not the (laughs) church's teaching or anything. It's just my own musings, my own uh, prayer and reflection from the week. Why did Jesus have to go into the desert? We all know that expression, she had to face her demons, or he had to face his demons. You you might talk to a, a, a novelist who will say, oh, I'm writing a story about a guy who 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 found the love of his life and he knew that he wanted to spend the rest of his life with this woman but he knew also that he needed to face his demons first and so he disappeared for a while he went to a treatment center and and got dry from his alcoholism and 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 made his peace with that demon and then came back and proposed this is a very reasonable story you can imagine something like that happening that's what we mean when we say face our demons, that we have to face our demons. 
Could it be that even Jesus had to face his demons before launching into his messiahship, before taking on the mantle of, of the calling that he had from God the Father? Did Jesus have to face his own demons? You might say, well, Jesus was sinless, but not all of our demons are sins. In fact, most of them are not, I would argue. You could just as easily, this novelist could just as easily write the story this way. He could say, well, there was a, a, a man who met the woman of his dreams, but first he had to face his demons of fear of intimacy or, or fear of commitment before he could marry. Fears are not sins. Neither are troubling thoughts. Ne not necessarily are doubts even sins. Or some painful truth that we haven't acknowledged yet. These are all perhaps our demons that are not necessarily sinful. And maybe Jesus had to face some of these demons. He had to face his own fears, his anxieties, his troubling thoughts, his questions, his concerns. Maybe he had to face his demons before he could take on the mantle of messiahship. Here's another way of looking at it. Maybe his messiahship didn't begin as he exited the desert, but maybe it began as he entered it. Maybe the messiahship began with his entrance into the desert. Because part of being our Savior means he models behavior for us. And perhaps he's modeling for us what we need to do sometimes. Perhaps Jesus is trying to let you and me know that sometimes we're going to have to go off into our own desert and face our own demons. Particularly before the next big thing. Before the next moment that we have to take a big step in our lives. Perhaps before that comes, we have to go to the desert and face our demons. These are the hard realities that we commit to facing and to pondering in the season of Lent. This would fit very well with St. Ignatius and the spiritual exercises. One of the many brilliant insights of St. Ignatius is that he says that before we go any deeper in our relationship with, with Jesus, we must first face the demons of the first week. Uh, what he calls the first week, which is we must first face the problematic areas of our life and bring those problems to Jesus. Only then can we begin to follow Jesus more closely. And so... Perhaps we should follow Jesus into that desert. It's not a place for uh, weak hearts. But we are consoled by the promise that the angels will come and minister to us if we do go. And we know that in the end, it'll be the Lord shooing away our demons instead of us having to do it for ourselves. And so let's follow Christ right into that desert without fear, knowing that we have a Savior who will take good and loving care of us.